This is the T Smart Network. This is the time all This is the time all Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of From Baruski Football Podcast. It's your boy KP with the OG Big Facts. What's going on, bro? Uh-huh. All right, man. So this is officially we ought to call this episode "The Shit Has Went Down" has. in the NFL episode because shit has went down. The homie John Gruden, man. You, uh, you uh, know, so you, they so you claim him as your homie? It's, I said the homie, not my homie. Nah, you said you said the <laughs> homie, so he's your homie, right? On record, the John homie. Gruden is your homie, correct? I mean, John Gruden and I don't know each other, but if I, he were my homie, he'd probably say I got lips like a Michelin tire or something like that in some boxing gloves. <laughs> uh, you know, they just out here proving Dave Chappelle right and all that good stuff. Okay, you know. Nothing more, nothing less. Yeah. Resign. Resign. They asked for his resignation. Uh, it was, Mark Davis is pretty much pissed at the NFL. I don't know if it was. <laughs> it was kind of like a forced resign. Like, everybody get the title of resign like he just gracefully walked away and quit on his own accord and that definitely wasn't the case nah, he didn't leave the NFL didn't do that. keep leaking emails to make him look worse and worse and worse like that job at ESPN gone if he would have quit with the first Michelin tire lips email he might could have still got on it Monday Night Football that shit dead now Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you know, the funny thing about it is most of these came out when he was an employee of ESPN. So I don't know how, but I guess it was due to the fact that he was emailing the then general manager of the Washington football team, Bruce Allen. It was, you know, he uh, called Roger Goodell some things we can't repeat on the program. But, uh, but you know, the thing I is, think is what? that those that first email that came out on that Friday was like a warning shot, right? Just saying, we're going to give Mark yeah. Davis the the chance to do the right thing but you know mark davis got the haircut like dumb and dumber so he never was gonna do the right thing <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah so, he is definitely not his dad man nah, al nah, davis nah. was a visionary mark davis not so much but well you know he'll he'll be back somewhere he'll, he'll resurface somewhere i'm sure because uh, he's gonna get another chance think so? i think but i don't know i think that he'll get a chance uh in the booth before you get a chance at coaching but because it seems like a lot of owners was upset that he even got the coach against the bears right so i don't yeah i don't think that the nfl will because john gruden's an average coach at best right he got the 10-year 100 million yeah. dollar contract coming off the tampa bay super bowl thing all off of mark davis trying to rekindle the glory days of the Raiders. That didn't happen. He wasn't even doing great. I mean, the Raiders are having a good season, but I would say that was in spite of him, right? Yeah, I would think so, too. And honestly, I mean, when I look at all-time great coaches, I don't really even put John Gruden on the list because the only Super Bowl he won, he did it with Tony Dungy's players. And you could say that he knew the plays of the other team because he was playing his whole team in the Super Bowl and they ran basically the same system. Because Callahan was an assistant under him, so I mean that's my conspiracy theorist hat, but bruh. But, but I mean, I, it's just, I also start to look at all those handoffs to Mark, Mike Allstott a little differently now. You know what I'm saying? I just thought he was running the offense, but now taking away from Ward Dunn, I'm starting to think he was racist. He didn't want my boy to shine, bro. Yo, and yo, hey, hey, and Keish, we owe Keyshawn Johnson and AB a apology. Really do though. You really, hey, y'all listening at home? Y'all need to, y'all need to send an Instagram tweet, whatever, to Keyshawn Johnson and AB because they was right, y'all was wrong. Y'all said the men was crazy and bitter and all that. They were right. They tried the entire time. They tried to tell you, but you don't listen till it's too late. Now I think this makes two other people look bad as well. Mark Davis definitely, and Mike Mayock too. I think Mike Mayock might be on his way out. I think they may clean house in Oakland. But uh, they they got to win this weekend with their assistant. But who do you foresee being the new coach of the Oakland Raiders once this season is done? I'm looking at your boy, Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore. <laughs> I mean, I mean, because it, I think that it's a premier job, right? And I, the reason why I think uh, it's yeah, a premier you know, job because it's cornerstone franchise. I mean, yeah, but you know, it's a cornerstone franchise. Cornerstone franchise. They just got the new shit built in Vegas. It's a name brand product. You know what I'm saying? It's one of the biggest franchises in the NFL after Dallas. So I think that is a job that you take if you're trying to really get your name known. Because, yeah, there's other jobs you can take. But if you take 
like the the Raiders job or if you take you know the Green Bay Packers job those are like coach you know what I'm saying that that cornerstone franchises that can really get your name it's like coaching the Knicks or the Celtics in the NBA you know what I'm saying but damn I mean Kellen Moore I mean well really it depends on how deep and far the Cowboys go you know, I mean, it's only week seven, so that's a little premature. But also, there's a lot of good college jobs going to be open to me. LSU, yeah, but that you know, ain't, all that. That but, ain't the way to go if you if you are an assistant in the pros. You trying to, you know what I'm saying, make your name in the pros. Yeah, because honestly, what about Eric Bieniemy though? I don't think they see, I don't know what's going on with Eric Bieniemy, but obviously he's not high up on the list. I don't know if that's because he's black. I don't want to put that on him, but. Something's going on where he's not high up on the list. You know what I mean? Like, see, Sar- yeah, Sar- getting a job and Bellamy not even getting an interview, like, rubbed me the wrong way. Like, Deshaun Watson literally protested because they didn't even interview Be- Be- Bellamy. So I don't know Enemy, what's yeah. going on with his situation, but there's something that making teams stay away from him to the point where they had a franchise quarterback now is trying to leave the organization because they didn't even get due the interview. So. I mean, that's kind of crazy. Man. Yeah, it is crazy. And I hope, I really hope he gets a shot in the NFL because I want to see what he could do getting away from Andy Reid. What about another Andy Reid disciple, though? Your boy, Nick Peterson. Or Doug Peterson. <laughs> Nick, I said Nick Peterson. Where the fuck I get that man, from? Shit, I don't know how Doug Peterson. <laughs> Doug, old Dougie P. I don't know how Doug Peterson gets another job. If I'm the Raiders, I definitely don't hire him. Like, why would, why would you do that? Oh man, he brought your team a Super yeah, Bowl. You don't want to yeah. see him get on. Nah, you don't want to see that man get on his feet. No, Frank Wright brought us a Super Bowl. As soon as we lost Frank Wright, I, mean, I should have went down the drain. Frank Wright was the one calling plays. Well, I can't remember who the dude was, the quarterback coach, but he was helping. Soon as they let left and Doug Peterson got the call and shit, that was the weakest. Off- well, I ain't gonna say the weakest because Nick Sariani is currently the weakest offense ever. But Doug Peterson is a close second. Yeah, man. Uh, I will say this, bro. Frank Reich ain't looking too hot right now, Indy. They got him a win uh, Sunday, but, yeah, but they were playing the Lions. But. I don't think that's his fault, though, man. They <sighs> played a tough schedule, and they weren't out of any of those yeah. games, though. They played a really tough schedule in those first four games, and they, they competed. They just, you know what I'm saying? They had T.Y. Hilton hurt. Um, Jonathan Taylor was still young. He didn't really get it going yet. Carson Wentz didn't have any training camp, but they're starting to get it going now, man. Who they play like the Seattle? They play Seattle Seahawks. They play the Rams. They play. I believe they play either Baltimore. Like they they've had a yeah, tough schedule, so. bro. But uh, I'll tell you what. So you mentioned Deshaun Watson earlier, and man, let me tell you, that trade market heating up, man. I don't. I think the deadline's coming up soon. But yo, yeah, it is. They're talk, They're finally thinking about pulling that trigger where they would see Deshaun Watson get traded to the Miami Dolphins and Tua Tagovailoa get this, not traded, not like two picks and a player going to Miami for like Tua Tagovailoa. But they're talking about a three-team trade where Tua Tagovailoa may be on his way to the Washington Football Team. That kind of makes sense though, right? Because um, at the end of the day, what you're looking at is. You're looking at Tua. Why would, why would they want? You know what I'm saying? Why would Houston want them? Because I think Davis, David Mills has been playing great, and I know that they, everybody's gonna point out that Bills game where he played awful. But honestly, everybody's played awful against the Bills. Good quarterbacks, bad. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's played offense against awful against that Bills defense. So when you start to look at it. Why would you take Tua if you got a cheap quarterback in Mills? And even if Mills is good, you can sign him to an extension real quick and get him on a cheap contract. So I would keep Mills. I would keep Tyrod Taylor as the backup. Send Tua to Washington to see if you can get some additional draft picks. Because what people are counting out is the fact that um, I believe that the Miami Dolphins, am I tripping? I think Miami Dolphins have to send um, Philly their first round pick. So I think, because I think Philly has three firsts right now. I think one of them is their own. The other one is the Dolphins. And the third one is if Carson Wentz plays over like 70% of the steps, they get the first round pick from the Colts. So tanking, I don't even know that that's really even an option for the for the Dolphins. Yeah, I don't think so either. And it's kind of like a night and day difference, man, because they were a 10-win team last year almost making the playoffs and now they've had a little bit of a shaky start in a division that's really not all that strong 
I mean, yeah, the Bills are leading the, the, the division, but man, Derrick Henry, you know, he smacked them on Monday night. And then you got the Jets who aren't going to do anything special. You have the uh, New England Patriots who really probably aren't going to do anything special, even though they're a little bit more competitive than some of the other teams. But I honestly, I'm wondering, okay, with the whole Deshaun Watson thing, so this is a civil case. We know about the 22 different massages and all that shit going on, right? But I'm surprised the Houston Texans haven't even played him. He ain't seen the field this year. Yeah, I mean, but he said he wasn't. That's crazy to me. He said he wasn't going to play for the Houston again, so it's not. I don't think that even that's even a decision of the Texans. I think that's more of a decision of Deshaun Watson. He stood strong when he said he's not going to play anymore. But I mean, they kind of real because they let him come in and do whatever in training camp just to get his bonuses. I haven't heard about them taking any money from him. He's done the bare minimum, you know what I mean, to get paid. So he's there, and also you, it's kind of like college football where. If you don't know if a player is eligible, you don't really want to play him. I mean, you don't know what it's. Yeah, because it, yeah, because Roger Goodell put him on the exempt yeah, list. Yeah, so I mean, he's obviously because even if he if even if he gets that, um, he can always appeal. So even if they come out tomorrow and be like, "Hey, he's suspended for a year," he can appeal. He can do all the appeals to get him through this year. But ideally, what the Dolphins would want was would be to make the trade go through. Hopefully you get some type of finalization and you can get through this season and get the suspension this season, right? So if you get suspension this season, yeah, then you get the six to yeah, eight games you know what I'm or saying? whatever. Let, let it yeah. get finalized. You suspend him for six to eight games. Let him knock it out this season and so he can start fresh next season. That's what you would want, ideally. Yeah, yep, because, I mean, you can make, we got a, what, 18 weeks, 17, 18 week season. You make the trade week 10, boom sit them games out and then you know you do what you do and you get to rolling so man should we go right in the eight o'clock man i'm gonna go off today <laughs> should we go in there I, I might need to get a drink before this one man, man. Let, let me see what's on your mind <sighs> all right man so my eight o'clock this week so we gave it to john gruden last week kind of gave it halfway to urban meyer that was kind of a toss-up that was a debate right but the people who going on eight o'clock is there's more than one they fucking deserve Every mm. bit of it this week. Man, who we got going on hate o'clock? We got uh Patrick Mahomes, his fiance, and his idiot ass brother, Jackson Mahomes. Now why do you ask Now before you get into it, why do you put his fiance okay. first when Patrick Mahomes' brother's the one that danced on the on the morning? Because she stood on it too. She was there yeah, too. Yeah, when he danced, they he were right danced on it though. Why you put her first? But it's the principle though. I mean, they both they both getting the same accolade here. Order doesn't matter. I mean, they both getting eight o'clock. Okay. But it's just the sheer fact that it was roped off. Nobody was supposed to be in it in the first place. You know, his family was over there. They did a nice. So for those of you that don't know, Sean Taylor, former University of Miami, former Washington football team, great cornerback, uh, one of the best corners in the league, one of the most hard or safety, one of the most hard hitting safeties. You know, was tragically killed. So the Washington football team decides to retire his number, number 21. As they should. And they decide to, of course, should have been retired, but good on them for that. And they name the street in front of uh, FedEx Field after Sean Taylor. So they have a beautiful ceremony before they play the Chiefs. Feel good moment. Well, so, and those of you who don't know, so Patrick Mahomes' brother is like a TikToker. I think he used to hoop. He's, he's TikTokers are ruining the world. Let me just... Put that out there. Yeah, I, I, man, bro, I don't even get on TikTok, man, because shit's kind of pointless to me. I mean, I don't yeah, even you have a TikTok. You got other shit. I don't even have a TikTok. I don't either. I don't have it. I don't have it either. But basically, you know, Jackson Mahomes makes a TikTok post dancing on the number that they painted on the field. It was roped off, and so that's despicable in itself. And he's had other incidents this year where he's like thrown water on Ravens fans and done all types of dumb shit. But I'm putting his fiance up there too because she was over there standing on it, looking aloof, looking dumb. She said some questionable things in the past about officiating, just running off at the mouth, which I get it. All right, that's your man. You stand by your man. But y'all saw that area roped off. You think you're above reproach? You're not above reproach. Just don't do dumb shit. You ain't have to stand over there. 
and dance on it and stand within it. Pissing in front of the man family, in front of the Washington football team fans, pissing them all off because it's fucking disrespectful. Y'all got home training. Act like it. I mean, it's just Mahomes, like his mom, you know, she says a lot of stuff like, well, she kind of had a good point about it not being an interception because it bounced off Tariq Hill hand. But it's kind of like that shit that Aisha Curry did a couple of years ago in the finals talking about the referees against them. It's just look like the like friend of the show and overall fatherhood goat LeVar Ball said, you got to stay in your lane, man. Stay in your lane. Patrick Mahomes the one to make the money. You just sit back and enjoy the ride. Yeah, but you got to do something to separate yourself from the crowd. And he's trying to separate himself from being Patrick Mahomes' brother. And just by being Patrick Mahomes' brother, then you get a following, right? So you got to do something to keep that following. If you don't do anything to entertain the crowd, then they're going to leave. So I understand what he's doing with the TikTok videos. I understand what he's doing trying to keep people entertained. But sometimes you just make yourself look like a clown. You know what I mean? (laughs) And that's one of those instances. If you do anything for fame, then what is it? You know what I mean? So... Well, I, I right, feel you, so, but he has to separate himself from his brother because his brother you know is fucking what? Patrick Mahomes, bro. Didn't didn't that motherfucker used to hoop? He, he, was, he obviously wasn't again. good enough. <laughs> well, he need to find something else to do. But man, it's like he he crossed a line. He stepped over a line, and he is it's disrespectful. You could do things to to have a follower. You could have danced in the damn end zone. So, bro. So, I care. Be. I'm going to say this because I didn't actually see what happened, but I read it and his claim was that he was celebrating and didn't know that he was on it. Is there any way that you could have accidentally been on it based on what you saw? I saw the video. He's full of shit because it was roped off. It, they had like a little fence around a number. So unless this motherfucker just fell so into did he, it, did which he, he go didn't in, do. Did he go through the fence? He was inside the fence. Ah, okay. So he, how old is he? He's like that, twenty, right? So he don't really even yeah, appreciate what what Sean Taylor was, right? And I bet that's right. part. That's part of the problem with this new generation. You know what I'm saying? They don't really appreciate people before them. So he doesn't even. It, I bet you he doesn't even really understand the impact of Sean Taylor or his death. And, and that's why I'm going so hard on dude because look, I'm a. I'm a man that believes in second chances, right? Right. If you genuinely, if it was a genuine accident, I wouldn't trip. I'm like, it's an accident. He young. We do stupid shit when we're young. He made a mistake. But when you in the little area and then homegirl in the little area too, and the family over there looking at you like they about to beat the shit out of you, you know what you're doing. You're doing it for a reaction. You're doing it for clout. Clout is the most addictive drug out here, bruh. I think that's I think that's everything, though everything in this. I think that's everything in the the world that we're living in now, right? That's the social media world that we're living in. Everything is for clout. Everything's for entertainment. Yep. You nobody really has any solid morals. Nobody has any like when you do disrespectful things like that in the '90s, you get punched in your mouth. You get jumped, right? Nowadays, you do any of that stuff and somebody hits you, then it's a lawsuit. This is a big thing. And I think that I'm not advocating violence, but those are consequences. Consequences, you think about the consequences before you have actions. So it kind of curbed a lot of that. In this new decade, everybody is like shielded from those type of consequences. Like you shouldn't be able to do that, right? And just get away with it. But you have so many protections. So you're willing to step outside because you're living in this social media world. That's acceptable on social media. And now if you do something, there's a larger group that's going to have an outcry about somebody putting physical violence on you for doing something that disrespectful. When back in our day, physical violence should be expected if you do something that disrespectful. Yeah, that's just, that come with the territory. And another thing I got to wonder... What the fuck they even doing on a damn field anyway? He had a pass because, you know, his brother's Patrick Mahomes. Man, he he need to have that same talk that LeBron had with his mom and tell him them simple words. Sit your ass down. Sit in them stands or go in the box. Sit your ass down somewhere and just watch the game like a normal, regular person. I mean, he's, I gonna, know, he's definitely going to get that talk now. But, you know, 
living in the shadow of your brother, what happens is you start to have to deal with that, right? You have to, you have to let him kind of express himself because anything you say will be like you're kind of holding back. So you try to give them the freedom to basically make their own income. You know what I mean? Because social media, let's let's get right to it. TikTok videos, following on Instagram, following on Facebook, all that shit can become monetary where they don't have to depend on you anymore. You can make a name for yourself. And in some cases, you can make a name as big. You might not get a $100 million, $200 million contract, but you can get money. And I'm not even saying you can't do that. If you can get your following big enough, become an influencer, you can get advertisement. You can make a career out of that. The problem is, is you have to still have standards. You still have to have morals. You know what I mean? You gotta have integrity. Integrity. In that's more the than anything. that's the word that I'm looking for. Don't do anything yeah. for the clout. But he doesn't know that. I guess, man. Old enough to know better, but young enough to not care. I guess, man. Well, fuck him. He can yeah, clout. Kind of stupid. But I, I'm with you. I'm with you, though. Yeah. Uh, but anywho, man. So. Uh, let's see. We we got we covered that, which I don't know, man. I mean, I, I bet you the Chiefs organization will probably say something about it, man. It, it's but they can't do crazy. they can't do shit about it because he's not actually a part of the organization. I mean, they can revoke like field passes and shit like that, but he he doesn't That's have a about contract. It. I mean, he hell, Patrick Mahomes run he run Kansas City, so it is what it is. And even uh, if they what, say, nah, that's my brother, he need a field pass, what they going to say? No. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? He He's a star attraction. He's the reason why people come to see the Kansas City Chiefs. He, I mean, he took him to a Super Bowl. He took him to two Super Bowls, one one. He can pretty much do whatever he wants to there. But shit, you don't see Russell Wilson folks out there tripping like that. But I digress. All right, man. Uh, so quick, before we get into the, the pickums for this week, so Cam Newton apparently got his COVID vaccine. He's received some contract offers, but he's waiting on the right opportunity. Uh, I, I think the Washington football team will be the right opportunity for him, but that's between him and Riverboat Ron. I thought they said that he wasn't gonna um that Riverboat wasn't gonna call him. I mean Henneke yeah, hasn't been playing he great. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just I think it would make sense because Taylor Heineke is clearly not the answer there, but hey man, it is what it is. So, since, uh, so, all right, let's go over the results of last week's game. Then we'll get to the pick em. Had a slight technical difficulty, <laughs> but it's all good. You know, these things happen sometimes, you know, but we are professional. So, let's start it off. Okay, man. Um, doggone the Bills and the Titans on Monday night, man. That was a good game. Lost, lost. Dude, I'm so upset because I lost to my dad in fantasy football all off of this game because he had Derrick Henry. I was beating him like 140 to 101. Derrick Henry goes off. The Titans, I'm not even calling this one an upset, man, because, I mean, I think the Bills are just like that flavor of the regular season, but in the playoffs, they'll choke. That's just I think my that the, the Bills got kind of too high on their own sauce. They started hearing the noise that they were unbeatable, but, you know, they got weapons, though. Yeah, they do. They got weapons, got a decent defense, but Tennessee was just a better yeah, team, man. I don't think they were the better team. I think they just ran some better plays at that time. You know what I mean? So you think King Henry is a lock-in I mean, for MVP? What he's doing right now, if he can carry this team, because this uh, Tennessee Titans team has some deficiencies, but right now it's being carried by King Henry. Yep. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy, but... I think, uh, you know, I mean, let me see how many yards the homie had. He had, like, what? Like, hundred. he had 143 yards, three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. Yeah, then on the other hand, you know, Josh Allen had 353 passing yards and three touchdowns. So, it'll I mean, be I think, interesting. I think Josh Allen played well. I just think that if, if, if you can stop Josh Allen's running and just force him to be a purely pocket passer – then you'll have more success. And I think that's what the Titans did a better job of. You know what I'm saying? Kind of, He kind of got loose early in the game, and then they started kind of stopping that running and forcing him to really make those reads and passes, and he wasn't as adapted doing that. Yes, sir. Uh, Cowboys and Patriots, man. Overtime thriller. Uh, I thought that, you know, Mac Jones looked pretty good. Uh, the Cowboys defense was a little up and down. 
honestly, this game, I'm surprised that the Patriots did not win this game due to the fact that the Cowboys had over 12 penalties for over 100 yards. They played very slop sloppily, but they somehow found a way to win. In the end, you know, Trayvon Diggs had a nice interception towards the end of the game. Then, you know, Mac Jones passes, uh, has a touchdown pass to Kendrick Bourne. And then, you know, you have Greg Zerline tie the game up. And then after a three and out, you know, Dak Prescott throws the ball to CeeDee Lamb for a walk-off touchdown. The Cowboys pull it out. So I will say this, the, Cowboy, the Dallas Cowboys are five and one. Cowboys Nation, I would still chill because it's only week seven. I know a lot of people say that this team has yeah, Super Bowl yeah. aspirations. You got to quit telling your nation to chill. Like, what they supposed to do when when the shit heating up like this? When you got to winning games bro, and you being... You got to enjoy the ride. Last year, bro. Enjoy the ride, man. And just enjoy but the you ride. Gotta, enjoy the journey. Yeah, but you got to have expectations beyond the the present and the current ride. Well, you got to right? wait. You can't, you, can't, you can't keep splashing water on the enthusiasm. Look, man, I'm not splashing water on the enthusiasm. I'm just saying you got to take it one week at a time. We are in week seven. Now, the only time they I'm are. saying the Dallas Cowboys And they are saying going... that week seven means that this is a Super Bowl team. Look, man, the only time I'm going to say the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl, if they are ahead and it's one second to go in the NFC Championship game, then I will feel comfortable saying that. But you have to take it one day at a time. Take it week by week and just enjoy the ride. But they are playing good football because if they, they beat a decent Patriots team, because the, Patri the New England Patriots should, in all reality, be 4-2. I think that they are better than what the record states. Uh, you know, I think they're a better team than what they were last year. You know, Mac Jones did look impressive. He made a costly turnover late. However, the Cowboys really have to tighten it up with the penalties. You get Lyle Collins back this, or well, they are on bye this week, but uh, in the game that they have on Halloween against the Vikings, they'll have Lyle Collins back. Michael Gallup's close to being back, and then you'll get a few uh, others that are coming back on the defensive side of the ball, like Neville Gallimore and a couple of other people. So, let me let me ask you this question real quick. Ask me something. What's up? Has Cedric Wilson guaranteed that Gallup doesn't get paid? I don't think so. I don't know. You don't? I don't know. I think Cedric Wilson is guaranteed that Gallup doesn't get paid because what Gallup produces with C.D. Lamb, who's the future, and Amari Cooper, who's the right now, why do you need to play Gallup big money when you have Cedric Wilson, who looks like he's a good slot I mean player? I mean, he does play. And you know, CD. Position. Yeah, you know, CD can play inside or outside. So it don't matter where you put CD. CD can do whatever. I would try to trade Michael Gallup, honestly. See what you can get. Yeah, for but him. You, yeah, but you don't got too much time. He got to come back before you can trade him. And what can yeah. you get for him, knowing right now that they're trying to trade him? Like, do you just take whatever? Like, if they're offering a fourth, do you take that? Or do you just keep it for the rest of the year? Because you're not getting a first. You're not nah, getting, you're not getting you know a first. You're not, he's not a number not one receiver. A, he's talented. Yeah, you're not getting a guaranteed receiver. defender that's going to stop. So you're getting something like a fourth or fifth round pick. Are you taking a fourth or fifth round pick? I, I wait to the Are you keeping Gallup for the – are you just letting him walk? I mean, because that's, that's the decision you're making. Yeah. Would it be better off to keep him – uh, in case somebody gets hurt as insurance or take a fourth or fifth round. But it's, it's so crazy, man, because I, I say you got to take a fourth or a fifth at that point because the wide receiver depth is so crazy. You got Cedric Wilson, you got Noah Brown, they got the guy from Stanford they just drafted. And honestly, after this season, if anybody's getting paid, it's going to be Trayvon Diggs. I think he's That's the next I'm person saying. to get paid. That's what I'm saying. I think that you just take whatever you can get. Yep. Like for a guy, if you know you're not gonna pay him, you're not you know you're not gonna give the month. Now, what you're hoping, I guess, is that he has a down season and he has to come back like a Juju Smith on a one year deal for like five million dollars. But if he has any type of production like a Corey Davis, then you're gonna lose him. So why not just go ahead and trade him and get whatever you can get, any type of value you can get for him. You know what I'm saying? But you, but he has to get on the field though, because as you said, the trade deadline is coming up soon. Um, if he's not playing, then his value is going to be depreciated. I would kind of showcase him in the next game. Or, I mean, they could I franchise him. 
next year. I mean, if you want to do Shit, that, no, I you wouldn't know the, it. You know the amount of money that's they the only receivers a, right now? Yeah, they had to pay him a yeah. stupid amount of money. They probably had to pay him like $18 million. I just, at this point, I just let him go. I mean, he's a good talent. I see what you can get for him, but I don't know. I think he's just going to walk. Um, one thing that came out of this game is Dak Prescott has a, a calf strain. He was in a walking boot after the game, limped a little bit, but they think by the time the bye week's over, by the time they play the Minnesota Vikings, he'll be good to go. So, we I shall so, see. Man. I mean, he's having a good season. I don't want any of these nagging injuries to you know, pull him back. But at the on another, you know, end of the spectrum, I'm an Eagles fan. He already got paid. I was a big proponent of him getting paid. Now that he's paid, then, you know, I mean, he can get injured if he needs to. Nah, we don't need him to get injured, <laughs> man. We talking MVP <laughs> season this year. All right, moving on. Steelers beat the Seahawks 23-20. to As you know, Russell Wilson out for, I Chris believe, Carson the next month out. or two. Yep. What, three weeks. Uh, yep. So we got uh, Geno Smith in that thing, but uh, he wasn't able to overcome the Steelers. Man, uh, I'll tell you another person who a lot of people are figuring for a defensive player of the year, TJ White, man, had a hell of a game. Yeah, but I mean, I think he just got his first sack. What, like, oh, was that Jay? That might have been JJ. Yeah, that was JJ. But, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Diggs right now seems like he's leading it. Chandler Jones was a big part of that. So I, I I don't know about that defensive play of the year, but I will say that those injuries for Seattle is big because Russell Wilson is a big part of that offense, right? Yep. Russell Wilson accounts for what, like 90% of the offense with him being out. And, and Geno Smith actually throws a pretty ball, but when you lose Geno and you lose Chris Carson, Alex Collins is really good, but he's no Chris Carson. Yep. And so that's going to be hard for Seattle because not only that, they're playing the toughest division in football. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah, so that's a tough blow for Seattle. Well, the thing that tripped me out, man, uh, after the game, man, Uncle Shea Sharp and DK Metcalf had a little tip on Twitter, man. It was funny. But you know what? I think he saw the resume, man, and DK apologized. So good on him for doing that. But... He didn't. He didn't immediately apologize. Oh no, he went at him. First said, he went at him. First said something about the resume. He said he'll wipe his ass with that resume. Yeah. So I mean, and which which is kind of ridiculous. You know what I mean? Because yeah, that's kind of that's that's disrespectful. What well, talking? About. I think I think after he said that, he had to talk to some OGs. Yeah. Like, well, once again, man, it takes us kind of back to what we talked about in the earlier segment with Jackson Mahomes, man. He young guy, so he wasn't really around like we were for Shannon Sharp's prime or whatever, because DK Metcalf's dad isn't that much older than us. But you should still be on that though, you should yeah. still be able to look at the resume. You know what I'm saying? What he did at a tight end. And I don't know if DK's better than Sterling before the injury. If we being real, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So Sterling Sharp uh, Sterling Sharp deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I'll go ahead and say yeah, it. He's cold. So, so I'm, but I'm saying at the tight end position, what he did at his position, Shannon Sharp, what he did was elite, elite. And yeah. DK hasn't done, like, DK isn't elite at his position. Like, he's probably top 10 in a watered-down league, right? Yep. Yeah, no, nah, I agree with that 100%. Uh, the Raiders beat the Broncos 34-24. Uh, man, the Broncos are pretenders. They're on TV right now. Probably about They're to get beat back, by the though. Cleveland Browns. Yeah, they are. 17-14, Javante oh, okay. Williams just scored a touchdown. Yep. So we'll get into that one here in a second. But, uh, you know, uh, the the Arizona Cardinals, man, only undefeated team left. They beat the Browns 37-14. to So, all right, I got to ask you and all your infamous wisdom, OG, are the Arizona Cardinals for real? Man, I didn't think so, but now I'm starting to think so because I thought, I mean, the problem with the Brown, with the cards is last year they started off strong too, right? And then they didn't finish well. So you're either looking at, hey, this team always starts off strong and never finishes well, or now they're going to carry you through because they know what it is to succeed. And now they're kind of feeling like, hey, we could have been better if we would have finished. Right now, they're looking like they're motivated enough to get through. They know that this isn't enough. Like, you know what I'm saying? They're not satisfied with just starting strong. You see that energy. They they were serious about upgrading their defense. They went and got J.J. Watt. 
on that team. Chandler Jones, even though he was out with COVID um, a couple of weeks, he's back. So it looks like they're serious about they drafted uh, Zay Collins. Uh, yep. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. They drafted Zay Collins. So it feels like they got serious about defense. The offense is always going to be there. They brought in A.J. Green. This team is better than last year. And they started off strong last year. Yep, got Rondell so they had Moore. a chance last year. They got they drafted Rondell Moore. You go and get James Conner. You got uh, Chase Edmonds. You go get A.J. Green, who's been a factor. To go with um, Hopkins. Yep. Yep. You, you got Rondell Moore. Kirk is showing up. You know what I'm saying? This this team is pretty stacked. Yo, you know what I would I like think to this see? team is serious. You know what I like to see, man? If they make a deep run. I like to pick, like for them to pick up Larry Legend, just sign him in the play while they in the playoffs, just so you can get a ring, man. I really like. And they to wanted see him. him. They wanted him back. He chose not to come back. They were still trying to bring him back. Yeah. So he, it was his choice not to come back. I mean, I'm pretty sure if he, if he comes back to the organization, which is built on Larry Legend, right? Yep. I think I think that he comes. I just think that he was just tired and didn't want to grind. But if he wanted to come back, I don't think they're gonna say no. Yep. I mean, I don't care if he just sits there and just has one catch per game, man. I just kind of want to see it just for him if they go the distance and go all the way. Kind of like what the Rams did with C.J. Anderson, man. You just sign a guy off the street. Shit, I wanted to put him as a wide receiver's coach just so he can chill and get a ring. Yep, I, I love to see it, man. Just, you know, just for his contributions to that franchise. Uh, the Vikings beat the Panthers 34-28. to Man, the Panthers are sliding without uh, Christian McCaffrey. Pretty crazy. Uh, the Chiefs beat the Washington football team 31-13. The Rams destroyed the Giants 38-11. to Those injuries are really hurting that New York football team, man. That's really the New York Football Giants are really yeah. reeling from all those injuries. They didn't really have any receivers. Nope. Well, Sterling Shepard, you know, he's, he's back now. Yeah, I mean, he, but he was coming back off of injury. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm saying. They, all the receivers been hurt. You got Saquon Barkley hurt. You got Blake Martinez on their defense hurt. Yep. Uh, I think they got an offensive lineman hurt. I mean, David, David Jones wasn't even sure if he was gonna play in that game. <laughs> yep. Uh, the Packers beat the Bears, in which Aaron Rodgers said he owned them. So, yeah, I don't know how they're going to take know, that, but that was cold-blooded. That's kind of entertaining. But shout-out to Khalil Herbert, man. Yep. Nice backup to David Montgomery. Yes, sir. Uh, the Colts beat the Texas 31-3. The Bengals, man. Let's talk about these damn Bengals, man. They are. Hold on. Before before you get through that, I'm telling you, man, the Colts are about to go on the runs. The Colts are not as bad as their early season record. They had a tough schedule. Look, man, I said, the to the I said at the beginning of the year, man, the AFC South is going to be between the Colts and the Titans. Straight up. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the Colts are ready to go on a run. I'm just going to put it out there. I know it's not looking good. Carson Wentz is starting to get in his groove. T.Y. Hilton had a growing injury, but he's now back. Hilton, Peyton, I mean, uh, Hilton and Pittman. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's starting to get going. That defense is healthy. I, I like this Colts team, man. All right, so the Bengals beat the Lions 34-11 now. I mean, yo, let's be honest, man. The Bengals, man, they've been playing pretty decent. You know, no one really expected them to start off like this, 4-2. and two. I mean, they got a big game against the Ravens next week to see who leads the division. I mean... Man, if you remember week two, man, I was on this Bengals team, and I picked them when nobody else was picking them. And I like this Bengals squad, bro. Yeah. I like the, I like the defense. I like Logan Wilson. I like these young linebackers. Uh, Jamar like Chase, offensive offense, rookie man. of the year, man, off top. He offensive rookie of the I mean, year. Got to get it to it's him. It's hard to argue against that. I mean, they talk about all the drops and shit, but I always said, man, if if Jefferson was that good coming into the NFL and Chase was so much better than Jefferson in college, I didn't see any way that Chase would be a bust. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I know everybody's talking about their early season drops and that and yada, yada. I understand. But you just got to look. Like, I were, I'm, but I'm an OU fan, so I saw the game. You know what I'm saying? I saw what Chase was doing. I saw early rounds when people would match up with him one-on-one, and he would just kill them. And that's what he's doing in the league. You can't put one-on-one coverage on Jamar Chase on the outside with no safety help. He kills them every time. Yeah, man. So, big game for them next week. Uh, speaking of the Ravens, the band, they beat the shit out of the Chargers. 34-6. to six. Lamar Jackson yeah. went off, man. 
Yeah, the Chargers wasn't really ready for that type of physicality. I mean, they play, they are West. They play a softer brand of football. You go play the Ravens, it's tough nose. You know, that AFC North football. They wasn't really ready for that type of shit. Yeah, no, nah, hell no, nah, they wouldn't. Uh, the Jags, man, got their first win of the season in London. You uh, imagine waking up on early Sunday morning. And you find that it's football on this, the damn Dolphins and the Jaguars. You go back to sleep off that shit. But they won the game. I'm, I'm cool on that. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. all we need to say. And uh, the bucket. I walked. I woke up and saw the score. And, yeah, and I was done with that. I went downstairs and got some breakfast. <laughs> Set my fantasy football roster. But yeah, man, Urban Meyer. You know, after Urban Gate. Wheeled the team to a win, man. They probably all went and grinded up on uncoordinated ass women after the game. But that's neither here nor there. I will say that. I will say that ever since they really started feeding James Ramos to the ball, they got better. I don't know all the shit they were doing, drafting ETN, not really giving giving Carlos Hyde the carries. Once they got serious about giving James Robinson a ball, they got better. And I don't like the disrespect, bro. If you put a dude on the team, they had Leonard Fournette on the team. They had like Ozebo. They had drafted Raquel Arms. They had all these people in front of dude. He comes in there and he wins the job outright with hard work and work, hard work, work that work ethic. And then you act like he not a dog. Like now he done won that job again, and he he's carrying that team. That Man. offense is a lot better when it runs through him. Man, Urban Meyer ain't gonna be there next year anyway. Oh, probably not. He ain't gonna be there. He, he either going to USC or LSU. <laughs> Oh man! Hey, stop, stop! Me if you heard this before, Jarvis Landry heard. <laughs> when did that just happen? It just, just happened. Now. Just uh, now. Well, in fact, speaking of people that ain't gonna be there, I don't think OBJ gonna be there much longer. Shit, Baker Mayfield not might not be there much longer. I don't know. Nah, they said they didn't want to give him that extension. He ain't gonna get that money. I think Baker can go somewhere else and be uh, successful because it's a numbers game. Yeah, the Raiders. The problem with the Browns. Yeah, the problem with the Browns is the Browns are they're so run heavy that Baker's numbers doesn't qualify for the type of money that he wants. And I'm not even saying that Baker always plays bad. Problem is if you get within the twenty and you running Kareem Hunt and Jarvis and not Kareem uh, Jarvis Lane, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb is gonna take away from a lot of those stats. I think Baker will end up leaving and I honestly think if Baker can get with a coach like Kellen Moore or somebody like that that can actually hone his skills, you could be a Drew, in a Drew Brees situation. Buccaneers beat the Eagles, man, 28-22. Ain't nobody going to talk about that. Yeah. Man, uh, <laughs> so moving on to week seven. All right, so. <laughs> right now we got the Broncos and Browns. Browns are up 17-14. Jarvis Landry just got hurt. Browns got the ball, 236 left to go. Uh, you play Dearness Johnson right now. You're doing good. 120 plus yards and a touchdown, I believe. Yep. Damn, man. He, he, he stays hurt a lot. Oof. Hate to see it. <laughs> so, man, we got the Bengals and the Ravens. Bengals sitting at 4-2. Ravens sitting at 5-1. This one is for first place in the AFC North. The Ravens are favored by six. The over-under is 46.5, man. Ravens are on all cylinders right now, man. They look too good. I'm taking the Baltimore Ravens. The old Cleveland Browns, the Baltimore Ravens to beat the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm taking the Bengals. I like this Bengals squad. I've been riding with the Bengals. I like the Bengals, man. I think the Bengals is ready to upset the world. Okay. I'm going to hold you to that. I mean, I don't think that... I just think the Ravens are playing too good, man. I mean, they're talking that John Harbaugh may be coach of the year. They're playing too good right now. I mean, people can say that. But, as I said, I'm sticking to it. I'm going with these. I'm going with them. I I think this young team is ready to go. Okay. All right. Uh, We got the Tennessee Titans versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Over under 58. The Chiefs are five-point favorites. Look. I'm going to let you pick first. I'm going to go with the Chiefs to rebound here. I think the Titans are coming in with that hard-nosed football. You know what I mean? Julio's been injured. A.J. Brown's been injured. I think that the focus will be on stopping Derrick Henry. You stop that. I like the Chiefs in this one. Yeah, I do too, man. I think Patrick Mahomes is finally starting to hit his stride. I think that he, you know, keeps the turnovers to a minimum. 
And now, but then again, you can never count out King Henry. The Titans weren't favored to win on Monday night. You know, King Henry put the team on his back. Kansas City's defense has been kind of iffy. Uh, but I like the Chiefs to win this one. I think Mahomes, he gets the better of the Tennessee Titans. And uh, he win, they win this game. It's like a bounce back game, doesn't it? Yeah, a little bit. It seems like the second, like, well, we're not even at the second half of the season yet. But it's it seems like it's going to be comeback season for Patrick Mahomes. Especially, but his, his brother's still whacked though. That's my personal opinion. <laughs> I mean, you can still have that opinion. Yep. Uh, let's see. We got the Miami Dolphins versus the Atlanta Falcons. I'm sure nobody will watch that game unless you live, even if you live in Atlanta or Miami. Uh, the Falcons are two and a half point favorites. The over under is 48. I mean, I really don't care, but I, I mean, two. Yeah. I mean the Falcons. I'll take the Dolphins just yeah. because Tua, Tua got that trade hovering over him. He want to put on his best. So hey, y'all shouldn't trade me. So I'm gonna go with. Tua. And the Falcons just aren't that good, man. And honestly, I will stick by this. They traded the wrong guy. They should have traded Matt Ryan. I think they traded the I wrong mean, guy, man. I agree, but I mean Julio. They knew something about Julio because Julio ain't been healthy ever since. I mean, he got traded, so, I mean, I can't really say they're wrong with that. I mean, they, they signed him to that crazy contract yep. and then turn around and trade him. And the crazy thing about it, man, I always used to draft Julio Jones on my fantasy teams, and he would never play a complete season, man. Julio Jones used to mess me over all the time. Uh, we got the New York football Jets versus the New England Patriots. The Patriots are six-and-a-half-point favorites over under 43. I'm taking the Pats, man. Patriots win this one. I like the Jets in this one. I think didn't the uh, Pats win the first game? They really shut down Corey Davis. I like the uh, Jets now with Jamison Crowder having another weapon to come in and kind to kind of uh, surprise. I don't think the Patriots is as good as we we trying to give them credit for. I mean, I know we want to because of Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. And I, I think we want to give them more credit than they deserve. Well, I just don't really think. I'm taking the Patriots because the defense is better. The defense is way better I, this I agree. year. And it's just Zach Wilson, man. He struggled throwing a lot of picks. You know, that offensive line in the greatest. I mean, he show, he's shown flashes these uh, last couple of weeks. But I just think the pass defense is a little bit too much for him. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt to say that, I mean, he's a young quarterback going against a Bill Belichick defense right. early in the season, which shocked him. Not only has he does he have more time under his belt, but he also has a bye week. Yep. You know what I mean? I think he will be much better. They'll be able to break down the film and look at it. I think he'll be much better after this bye week. So I'm just going to give him a benefit of the doubt. I think that he'll do a better job because even at the end of that game, he started to look better. But early on, they kind of shocked him. Towards the end, he started to look better. I like the Jets in this game. Uh, the Carolina Panthers versus the New York Football Giants. The Panthers are two and a half point favorites. The over under is forty three. Man, I just I'm taking the Panthers because Panthers. I, yeah, because the Giants got too many injuries, man. They got too many. Yeah, I mean, injuries. you don't know. You don't know who's going to play in that raw receiver core. When they do play, we don't know if they're going to be productive. I think it's not even an easy answer. I mean, it's just the Giants are a mess. Yep. I'm taking the Panthers. Danny Dobbs, I don't know if he's still in concussion protocol. Shit. Uh, Saquon Barkley's hurt. Kenny Galladay's hurt. He's looking like a free agent bust right about now, but... Hey, he got that bag, though. Yeah, that's all that matters. (laughs) If you get the bag, that's all that matters. Hey... Those those first four years he played through injury, played hard, played on the lines, played in the Jared Goff yep. throwing him in the coverage to get his head knocked off, and now he got that bag. More power to what him. You mean bro. Matt it's Stafford? He wasn't there when Jared Goff was there. I mean, uh, yeah, Matt Stafford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I say? I say Jared. You said Jared Goff. Ah <laughs> oh, shit, I'm sure. Oh, uh, Jared Goff definitely ain't gonna be the QB of the Lions next year, man. The way Dan uh, Campbell threw him up, it ain't gonna be. Hey, it's gonna be uh, Matt Corral from early. Ole Miss. <laughs> I remember that prediction. I think you said it was going to Spencer Rattler early. Oh, oh hell no. Nah, not anymore. Spencer Rattler going to be playing <laughs> in USC or Arizona somewhere. <laughs> Shit. Man, we got the Washington football team against the Green Bay Packers. Packers are seven and a half point favorites. Over under 48 and a half. I'm taking Green Bay. I don't know what happened to Washington's defense from a year ago. 
it's night and day. Washington is just not a good team. Taylor Heineke is not the answer. And you got a pissed off Aaron Rodgers on, I guess, a revenge tour, even though, I mean, I wouldn't call it revenge because he's only pissed at his own team, but whatever. Packers win this Yeah, game. that's the craziest revenge ever. I know, right? And it's mostly his fault. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> uh, Eagles and Raiders, man. Uh, the Raiders are three-point favorites. The over-under is 49. You know what? I'm going to take the Eagles to win this game. I think Philadelphia oh. bounces back. I keep wanting to pick my Eagles, but Nick Sariani is reminding me of Chip Kelly. Oh, you don't trust him? Like, I mean, it, I mean, I don't trust him, no, but the biggest problem with me is that he has one of the simplest offenses that I've seen since Chip Kelly. I mean, it's only like four plays. Like, I remember Chip Kelly had those three plays that was all based off RPO. Sariani is basically the same thing. I mean, we run most of our offense off of RPOs. When you do RPOs, there's only like two quick reads you can have. And it's usually either a run or a slant. Since Jalen Hurts never hands it off to Miles Bridges, I mean, not Miles Bridges, uh, Miles Sanders, it's only like the slant or the comeback. Whenever he tries to run out to make a play, that's why you get the illegal man downfield because of the RPO. So he's not calling traditional run plays. He's not calling too many traditional pass plays. He's too dependent on RPOs. And that's just too easy for defenses to key in on. And that's what we're getting. So I want to, but the Raiders still have a solid pass rush. Yep. Man. And if they're if they're gonna run that, that same bullshit offense, then I mean, Eagles going to lose again. If we can just run Miles Sanders and game well and quit running RPOs and quit putting it in the hands of Jalen, I think we have a chance. But until then, we're going to be shit. Yeah, you know what? I'm changing my pick. I'm taking the Raiders. Fuck that. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This is this is, this is is an interesting one right here. We got the Detroit Lions against the Los Angeles Rams. Is it interesting, though? Man, only because Jared Goff used to QB the team last year. But it's going to be a slaughter, man. Oh, yeah. The Rams are 15 and a half point favorites, too. Over under 50. Lions offense is shit, bro. Yeah, man. Boy, Aaron Donald might have a monster day on this one. Monster yeah, day. I mean, I mean, if you're a fantasy player, key in on TJ Hawkinson and Armand St. Brown and uh, DeAndre, DeAndre Swift, Swift and Jamal. Anybody where you have to check down and get the ball out quick. Kid on that because he ain't going to have no time. And nope. those receivers ain't going to get nothing. Nope. 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 <laughs> I actually had DeAndre Swift on the team. So maybe he'll do a little something. But uh, yeah, man, I'm taking the Rams. That's a no-brainer right there. We can just go ahead and move on. Uh, Matt Corral, man. I mean, shit. You might want to take a medical red shirt and stay in old Miss because uh, Detroit's your destination, <laughs> big dog. You're going to be hanging out with Lil Meech. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that ain't in the bad time. He might get a uh, cold star in BMF season hey, two. Hey, man. Hey, buddy. <laughs> uh, the Bears playing the, the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are favored by 12. You know, the Bears uh, owner, Aaron Rodgers, had a lot to say about his team <laughs> last week. But, uh, the Bears owner. Yeah, man. He's the owner of the Chicago Bears, apparently. Uh, man, I'm taking Tom Decodus to ever do it, Brady, against the Bears, man. The Bears aren't that great. Uh, I think, you know, Justin Fields has shown flashes. I think he should be the starter. But, man, Matt Nagy's coaching for his job right now. I don't think he keeps For my it. own personal benefits, I need Khalil Herbert to have a career game. But something in me tells me that that's not going to happen. But I will say this. The Bucks, even against the Eagles, Tom Brady starts out fast and kind of slows down in the second half. That's kind of been a trend going on this season that we're not really paying attention to. Even last season when he won the Super Bowl, the defense kind of carried him. So the coldest has been showing some chinks in the armor. I just don't think this team has enough to, you know, really. If Khalil Magnum can really get going on defense, they have a chance, but that offense scares me, man. Yeah, man, and then AB, man, booming. This is booming. AB's having, he's, yeah. he's having a little bit of a resurgence. Uh, yeah, I'm taking the Buccaneers. So we got the undefeated Arizona Cardinals versus the Houston Texans. I mean, it's kind of another one of those games, man. The Texans are uh, the over-unders 47 and a half. The Cardinals are 17 and a half point favorites. 
I'm, I'm taking the Cardinals. I just think that uh, the Texans can't overcome that defense. I think Kyler Murray has another another great game. And they moved to 7-0. and So I think the criticism are some of the teams the Cardinals have played, you know, have been a little bit on the weaker side. Now, I know they play a little bit better teams here in the second half of the, of the season. But, uh, you know, right now I think they'll move to 7-0. and which is well, they're gonna have to prove that they can beat some legit competition at some point. But as we said, with it, they play in the toughest division in football, so yep. that'll come. You know what I mean? So I'm not really worried about that. They just need to keep, keep taking care of business, um, keep winning the games that they're supposed to win. Because in the NFL, that's a big thing. Do you win the games that you are supposed to win? And then the tougher games, you know, they'll come. But I like this Cardinals team. I think this Cardinals team has shown well balanced. As I said, they showed a lot of attention to the defense in the offseason. It's showing. Um, they don't have to. It's kind of like my OU Sooners. Yep. They don't have to hold you to seven points. They just have to outscore you. And it's hard to stop that offense. If they can hold you to 20, you're going to have a hard time beating this Arizona Cardinals team. Yeah. Hey, and shout out to the Cleveland Browns. Just getting a win on uh, Thursday night football, beating the Broncos. I knew the Broncos were pretenders when they were three. Now, they were like the Cowboys from a couple of years ago when you beat weak teams. But, yeah, man. Uh, the Colts playing the 49ers on Sunday night. I don't know how the hell this game got scheduled for Sunday night. But, uh, yeah, the Colts. Colts upset. I, Colts upset. I'm calling. I'm, I'm taking them too. I'm taking the Colts too. Okay. Uh, for okay, you win the same thing. Yeah, man. Uh, the over under is 43 and a half. The 49ers are four and a half point favorites. I'm taking the Colts for the upset as well. So that's our upset special of the week. Uh, I just think so. My thing is this: the 49ers they suffer from what I like to call the classic. Well, not what I like to call, but everybody calls it. It's a quarterback controversy. There was an old saying that said, I think Bill Parcells might have said it. Hey, when you got two possible starting quarterbacks, you have zero possible starting quarterbacks. And it's like, do you go with Trey Lance? Do you go with Jimmy G? Honestly, I think the Colts. I don't think Trey, don't think Trey is practicing, right? Uh, Well, I thought Jimmy G was hurt. Well, it said something that Trey was practicing. Trey wasn't practicing and Jimmy G might return this week. So it might be Jimmy G. I'm still taking the Colts on that one. I think they win that game. Oh, I'm taking the Colts either way, too. I'm just giving an update on who yeah, might play. most definitely. And in the Monday night game, you have the New Orleans Saints versus the Seattle Seahawks. Saints are four-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, the over-under is 42-and-a-half. I think it heavily depends on what Jameis Winston you get. Are you going to get Jameis from week one, or are you just going to get you know regular Jameis? I think the Saints win this game because without Russell Wilson, it's definitely going to be hard for the Seattle Seahawks to uh, go in and uh, pull it off. Uh, they almost beat the Steelers, but the Steelers, man, aren't as great as everybody's. I mean, they're last in the nice division. Track. They're they're struggling. Ben Roethlisberger should have hung it up. Um, I honestly um, think that the Saints win this game. Yeah, I like the Saints in this game, man. I like the Saints mainly because the Seattle Seahawks don't have a quarterback, don't have a true running back. Even Alex Collins is questionable to come in. So there's a lot of good reasons to like the Saints in this game. You know what? I, I actually got a late uh, 8 o'clock nominee, Cancel Culture, because, uh, you know, they were kind of going in on Terry Bradshaw about him just saying Aaron Andrews looked nice last week, which I'm kind of wondering why Reggie Bush is out here instead of Terry Bradshaw. But uh, I don't know. But, yeah, uh, Cancel Culture. Throw them up there for 8 o'clock, too. That's a bonus. So, the Mahomes is in cancel culture. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm so tired of cancel culture. I am, man. too. I'm so tired of everybody being so damn sensitive all the time. It just annoys the shit out of me. I mean, but that's because we're older and we grew up in a time. So, I, I bet younger people are like, yeah, you know, shut it down, blah, blah, blah. I got a little cousin that's like that. And I just be like, listen, like, free speech is a good thing like i don't want everybody <coughs> to be clammed up and not saying what they don't feel right i would rather someone to tell me that they don't like me because the color of my skin or whatever as opposed to them acting like they're my friend because society tells them they have to to keep their job like i want to know who don't like me yep i don't want people to pretend like they like me to make me feel better yeah. I, I respect like 
open racist that say it more than I do the quiet racist. I agree that's, with you on that one because if you say my lips look like Michelin tires, I'm gonna be on your ass. But uh, we roast. I probably laugh because <clears throat> I don't really give a shit about you in the first place. Exactly. Teachers, it don't bother <laughs> me. <laughs> but man, all right. So before we go. Big news out of LSU, man. They letting Coach O go after the end of the season, man. He gonna agree to the buyout. It's it's becoming a wild story down there, man. They're saying that there was like he was hitting on like one of the somebody pretty high up in the university's wife or some shit like that. Let's go, know. Coach O. Do your thing, it's right. Hey, hey, he earned it, man. He bought them a championship. He could do that. He a single man trying to get it out there. Let him do what he do. A lot of people. I'm gonna be honest, bro. I, I read I read Coach Edgeron's book, and that was back when he was like an assistant with USC. USC. Like in 2000, I read this shit in like what 2008, 2009, or something real early on. Like I'm a big fan of Coach Coach Edgeron, and the one thing you know about him is that his tenure is never going to be that long. Yep. Oh, he's Miss. not. He's not a dude. Yeah, he's not a dude that's built for a long tenure. He's good. Either it's gonna be a he's here. It's gonna be a recruiting violation. It's gonna be something he does because he's just he's just authentic. And authentic dudes that doesn't have any filters, they're not gonna last. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're man. just not. I mean, hey, Coach O's here for a good time, not a long time. But, hey, right, all right. right. He, go, okay. he might get you. He might get you a win. He might get you a number one recruiting class. He's good when he leaves. He's gonna leave you with something. Yep. I've never seen Coach O leave with the cupboard bare, not a title, no talent. He's gonna leave you with something, but he ain't there for a long time. Yeah, man. Uh, so early coaching candidates uh, that are on the board, you know, a lot of people are saying James Franklin. They're saying Jimbo Fisher might leave a And M and take that job. Uh, Chad, uh, not Chad Morris, but uh, Dabo Sweeney. They're talking about him. You know, I'm sure they'll look at some guys from the NFL. As an Arkansas Razorbacks fan, I really hope they hire Chad Morris. I think he'd be a great coach for the direction of that program, and they should go all in on the Chad Morris train. Honestly, if I were them, I'd hire Gus Malzahn. So, so you hating, right? Yeah, I'm hating. Of course so you, I am. You, you, you big hating. Of course I'm big hating. You sound hating. like big hate come out of, your voice. Of course. Of course. <laughs> hey, of course. Bro, you know, what I, you know what I just learned today? What's that? So I'm sitting here, you know, chilling, watching the basketball, drinking and shit. And then I'm watching the SMU and I'm like, oh, SMU looking pretty good. They're like 6-0, and about to be 7-0. and And I hear Garrett Riley. So I started researching. I did not know Lincoln Riley's brother is the offensive coordinator at SMU, who's currently 7-0 and and got two OU recruits down there in Tanner Mordecai and tight end Cal- Calcaterra. And that offense is rolling. People need to start paying attention to this So, is this, this his offense, older right? brother or younger brother? Younger brother. Garrett Riley. I think Dyke is the head coach. Yeah, so- but Garrett Riley is the offensive coordinator. That's how they got Mordecai, former four-star quarterback for OU, famously came in in the Texas game to, then last year when Spencer got benched. <laughs> and then you got Calcaterra. Who got taken out last year because of concussions, but were able to come back. But these are elite talents that hey. they have on their team, and they are running through this division. Shout out to the SMU Mustangs, man. Pony Access Part Two on the way. I'm sure they paying somebody down there. Oh wait, you can do shit. that now. Nil shit, you can do that hey, shit now. Hey, hey, you know hey. what I'm saying? Quit hating, quit hating. <laughs> but yeah, man, this offense is rolling. Man. I keep trying to tell people about this SMU offense. They're rolling. Yo, SMU has been good for a while. But this team is different. They're seven and zero. They were ranked twenty. They were ranked twenty first, right before beating Tulane. Now the talent. But what you're looking at is that key matchup in a couple of weeks against Cincinnati. Yep. That's that's what you're looking at. Cincinnati's ranked high, aren't they? They three or two or something. Uh, I think Cincinnati. Three. Yeah, Cincinnati's up there. SMU after this year, they just beat after this week. They just beat Tulane. They're going to be seven and zero, depending on what happens in this crazy weekend. Because every week there's been a big school to lose. They're the they're undefeated, seven and zero. They have a high powered offense, and Cincinnati's going to have to see them. Yep, and Coastal Keep Carolina just lost. Cincinnati's number two. In the country. Hey, I'm telling you, Cincinnati's going to have to see SMU. Oklahoma's number three. Is, yeah. So Cincinnati's number two. Tanner Mordecai is a problem. 
I'm telling you, Tanner Mordecai was better than he than he looked at OU. Like he had legitimate shots at starting. You just gotta go with it's politics, recruiting, five stars. Those stars matter. Mordecai is good, and he's he's lighted it up in SMU. I can't wait till he plays Cincinnati. Hey. I think SMU is gonna upset Cincinnati. Hey, before we go, man, do you think like Oklahoma's gonna get recruiting violations because Spencer Rattler's gonna start snitching? Nah, man, we paying them good at the car lot. They said he can keep the car. <laughs> You know what hey, I'm saying? Nobody's hey, trying to hey, take this a, car hey, back. It's an NIL deal now, man. You can say the deal is Yeah, shit. that's what I'm saying. Like, listen, ain't no ain't no beef. You know what I'm saying? We he say stay on the raw, so you got your NIL hey, deal. Man, look, you know what I'm saying? Yep. You can keep the car. If we need to, we'll throw you down to SMU or wherever Gary Riley. If Gary Riley get a head coach, you know who's going? Spencer Rattler. Hey, you know hey, what I'm saying? We're we going to take care of our own, man. Tanner, Tanner did good, boss. Now you're SMU showcasing himself. Tanner Mordecai is going to get drafted in like the third, between the third and fifth. Man, round. I actually wow. saw a funny meme when Alabama lost to AM the other day. Like Nick Saban went into the locker room and told everybody to turn the Charger and Challenger and Camaro keys in on Monday. <laughs> Shit was hilarious. But man, that's going to do it for us. Hey, let me take. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. I, I, I ain't going to say no names, but I'm up here in Arkansas. <laughs> and the story is one of the distance runners got a car. And then end up losing his last, losing one of his races out of town. Coach took his keys and said, "The reason why you're losing is because you got a car." And threw his keys where he couldn't find them. <laughs> are you serious? Coaches are wild, bro. Yeah, hell nah, man. I think Sweet Lou, go, <laughs> Sweet Lou, gonna go back to school to get an NIL deal, man. Gonna be his agent. You might as well, man. Hey, bro, I think he can be a guard. Yeah. You hey, know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm going to be his agent. We going to the top, man. But anyway, we wilding out. Hey, hey you need to be working on my deal, nigga. Hey, shit, I need to get a deal, too. <laughs> Do something. <laughs> shit, but hey, man, we out this thing, man, for the big OG, big facts. It's your boy, KP, man. We out. Peace. Peace.